Hey, what's what's up, Vic? Vic in the house? Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? How you I doing, Vic? Hey, man. Good to see you. Good, good. How's everybody doing? This is going to be a great show, man. I'm yeah, I'm excited. About you know, I I um I was so excited this morning to wake up and or sometime during the night, maybe it was early this morning, saw that they started following us. You know their That's page, so cool. their former page is following us. I'm like, <laughs> and then they posted. I, you know, I, I, I tagged you in. I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to read. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're really excited to talk to us, and I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. I need a life. That's what I need. A job. Yeah, you. yeah if you got some, <laughs> some sweet fucking t-shirts, so get a job. Yeah. Kid. I do, man. I do. Get That's my hair. Yeah, job. my job is looking cool. I guess. You I hippie. <laughs> you hippie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you do look cool, so you're, yeah, you're, uh, you're putting you're in some cool. overtime. I see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look like a... yes. I remember back in the day when I looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> Mark was sweet when he had a he had a sweet mullet for a while. He was looking was, all right. Hey, that was cool. There was a time when that was cool. <laughs> yeah, about twenty. And minutes. It's still, yeah, it's still fucking cool, man. I see I him coming see... back a little bit. I see. Yeah, him, man. I see I, there's a kid on my street with one. There's a kid right, <laughs> little kid, man. He's like eight. He's got a mullet. I'm like, fuck yes, you're awesome. Oh, uh-huh. we've got a guy coming up yeah. here. <laughs> we got a guy coming up here. There he is. Right. Justin. Justin. Yeah. You guys hear me okay? Yeah, yes, we hear Hey, Justin. Hey, nice to see you, man. Hello. Thanks, man. Nice, nice to see you guys. Yeah. Welcome. We are Thank really you. excited to uh, to talk with you guys today. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Talk yeah. about horror movies and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, music. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just we're uh, oh, oh, tweaking our notes and talking. Um, is Christian? Christian will be on today, right? He's coming in too. Yeah, Christian will be uh, coming in here very shortly. Yeah. Excellent. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah see, got the sorcerer stuff in the background. Iron Maiden yeah. shirts on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hope you don't yeah. mind or not trying to steal your copy, right? But we just show it off. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, I've got my Iron Maiden stuff in the background. I don't know if you can see it. Fantastic. That's yeah, nice. Huge Maiden fan, <laughs> as we are all are. Yeah, yeah. right. Yep. Yeah, it's it's not really a band, is it? It's more a religion, if anything. There's the first soundbite right there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, exactly. that's how the show's opening, man. Hey, Christian. Hey, how are you? Right now, does it work? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it works. works. There yeah, excellent. Awesome. I hear you, buddy. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I mean, how incredible is it? We can sit here. You're in Sweden, and we can just sit here and have a casual conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the future is not entirely garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Skynet hasn't taken over yet. We still have some fun. <laughs> We're still in that grace period before it's right. Over. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Christian, welcome to, uh, to. Yeah, so we're grateful that you uh, you guys came on today. We we're really looking forward to getting to know you. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Greetings! This is David DePay from Virgin Steel, and you are listening to Heavy Metal Horror! Stay tuned for more metal and horror! Yow! I am Montag, Master of Illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, I'm Chop Top, and this is going to be Swedish. <laughs> I'm Dreadbull. I'm Vic. Wild <laughs> and, Guard. And, and wild you card. are listening to 
Tonight, we have a fantastic show. We are talking with Justin and Christian from Sorcerer. Oh, great doom metal band from Sweden. And we are so honored to have you guys here tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. It's an honor for us. It's going to be so much fun, I think. (laughs) Good. Excellent. Yeah, we we have been so excited about uh, to talking with you. And, uh, you know, we're all fans of your music. And I, uh, man, I, I just love these albums and just play them repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've got a lot of questions to get into. But I, I guess just generally we'll start with, you know, and you, both of you can answer or take turns, however you want to do it. But, like, how did you first get into music? I'll let Christian go first. All right, Christian. I'll go first because I'm the old one. All right. <laughs> uh, um, I think I just, uh, let me see, get into music. I mean, uh, I started listening. I think my, my cousin had a, a couple of uh, heavy metal on cassette, you know, like uh, Iron Maiden's first album, I think, um, and some other stuff like uh, Riot and uh, maybe Accept. And uh, I heard that stuff and I was maybe nine years old or something like that, maybe. Um and from there, I, I mean, got into Kiss and, you know, I hang, hung out with friends who were uh, in, at school who were uh, into more metal and, you know, got into it that way. That was my first encounter. And my dad played a couple of instruments and he showed me a couple of chords on the guitar, you know, and that's when when that started. Who knows to you, because heavy metal kind of scared me when I was nine years old. So it took me a little <laughs> longer <laughs> before I got over the fear. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, music is, uh, it's always been kind of like popular in the, the Biggs family household. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, I always tell the same story. You know, my, my father used to work on uh, ships as an engineer, and he was away most of the time. But we always had a tradition that when he was back, uh, that the first Saturday that he was back, then he would let me go down and pick, you know, five vinyls from his record collection. And that's how I started listening and discovering different bands you know i went through everything from king crimson to black sabbath to genesis to the ramones you know it was just a a mishmash of uh various artists and i I remember i used to play religiously when i was a kid the traveling woolberries the first the first traveling woolberries record i loved it Uh, i used to love listening to roy orbison's voice i thought he was just a really charismatic uh just brilliant singer and uh yeah i mean Everybody pretty much in my family also plays an instrument. So, I mean, uh, in growing up, my brother, my older brother played guitar and uh, my twin brother, he's kind of a drummer kind of dude. He likes to, he hasn't had any drums or anything like that. He's just banging around and doing stuff. And I, I ended up picking up the bass. So, yeah, that's that's what happens when you live in a, in a house full of music. Right, over. yeah. <laughs> You get all those tastes. Uh, I grew up listening to Roy Orbison too. My dad was a big fan, and I I listened to all of his very eclectic kind of music styles. A lot of, a lot of, country and and western and rockabilly, and then uh, you know Roy Orbison and those bands too. So it's it's great to have those influences. That was gonna be kind of, you know, my next question was like, what were your you know early <clears throat> musical influences that that kind of brought you and, and attracted you into the hard rock and metal scene? 
I'd have to say that first and foremost, it would be Black Sabbath. You know, those first uh, eight records were integral uh, in my youth. And um, just, you know, the Ramones, I, I love the Ramones uh, and punk rock as a whole, you know, misfits and stuff like that. So that was the kind of stuff that I was into. It was just more about the, uh, I don't know, it wasn't like, uh, I didn't really get into like the whole hair metal thing and, and I didn't understand it. Like really, it was just for me too flash and just too ego egotistical. And uh, I really liked the bands like Black Sabbath, Ramones, King Crimson. The music spoke for itself and it was just this attitude, uh, varying attitudes, of course. You know, you had Black Sabbath, which was like this doomy, dark and uh, almost borderline occult. And then you had like the Ramones with just this kind of like, well, screw it. We're just going to go up and play one, two, three, four and bang <laughs> out, you know, 32 songs in an hour. That's just brilliant. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that I was listening to anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Marky Ramones still lives in Cleveland. So, uh, yeah, That's cool. I'd like to I'll see him. I, 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 I reached out to him. I haven't heard back yet, but I'm sure he's, he's already got his own podcast. And, but I'd love to talk to him because I'm a huge Ramones fan as well. You know, he just seems um, like a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Christian, how, how about you? What, uh, what early bands influenced you uh, or pushed you into this kind of <clears> hard <throat> rock and metal scene? Yeah. Like I said, it was uh, definitely Kiss and Maiden. Okay. Those were the, the first two, you know, I heard uh, live. You know, a live one by Kiss, and uh, that was a huge one. My uh, one friend of mine had it on, like, a, um, not a cassette, but you know, the the what do you call it? The reel to reel. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's wow. Yeah, I'm old school. Yeah, I'm I'm not that old, but you know, I don't know why you had it on the You put that, you know, put that on, and the famous intro, you know, you wanted the best, you got the best. And it was like, and then the news came on, you know, it was from there. It was like, oh shit, <laughs> pay attention to this, you know. And then, like I said, Maiden, or uh, the first Maiden album, and then, then when I uh, when I uh, got. Uh, I have to be when uh, Ride the Lightning came out, Metallica. Was that not 84? Yeah. 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 Uh, I got that for Christmas, 84. I was 13 then. Uh, <clears throat> that one that one really got me. You know, I, I love the music, but also it seemed, um, it, I mean, difficult music maybe, but it seemed like, you know, this is something probably someone could learn to do you know and i mm. i didn't start playing back then at all i started later but uh metallica was uh yeah huge there for a while and then of course i got into you know queensrike and england malmsteen and all those bands you know the, the shredders and all that stuff but um yeah for me i mean kiss made in the metallica would be my my big three for sure nice nice yeah are those guitarists some of your bigger influences as far as guitar who who do you uh who are, who are your influences in that regard, specifically um, with guitar? Yeah, I, I would say um, just starting me out was definitely Metallica, you know, James and Kirk. It was a specific, uh, I've told this story before, it was a specific um, video, the one from um, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Uh, I think it was 85. They played the, the Monsters of Rock with the Scorpions and Van Halen and that stuff. And this was the video was from uh, it's on the Cliff Mall video, you know, and they played uh, from the Bell Tolls. And I saw that one. It was the first moving pictures I've seen of Metallica, you know, just them headbanging, you know, in mid bright you no know, daylight, but still kicking ass. Right. That was yeah. me when I was like, OK, I got to try that. That looks like fun, you know. <laughs> um, Dale Green. Yeah, Dale Green. Exactly. Right. Yeah. OK. All right. 
so that was my first like okay I gotta gotta try to play guitar and then pretty quickly I got into like I said Ingrid Malmsteen and uh, all those uh, shrapnel guys you know Paul Gilbert, uh, Greg Howe, Jason Becker, all those guys. Um, and around that time I got the first Dream Theater album uh, when Dream and Day Unite. That one also was a huge one. Um, so and then the next one of course Images and Words which came out late a bit later than but that was uh, mm-hmm. what I started. You know, listening to Marty Friedman with Megadeth and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That was uh, my, my uh, guitar influences back then. Sure. Of course, there's been many over the years uh, from that, you know, uh, but that, that was uh, the start when I really started practicing, you know, hard and lots. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, nice. Justin, Justin uh, your bass player, I guess on the same note, what, do you, what would you say your main influencers uh, <clears throat> for bass guitar were? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was listening to like uh, lots of different stuff, but uh, I would have to say again, the the staple is you know Giza Butler, uh, Cliff Burton, uh, you know, Les Claypool, even you know, just all these different sounds. And uh, I I just thought that the you know the seventies, eighties, and nineties, like there was so many cool and obscure bands, you know, and, and bass was really kind of coming to the forefront. So it was really cool to hear all these, like, you know, like I said, Primus was just like, for me, what is going on here? Like, it was crazy. Uh, can you make that noise yeah, right. with the bass guitar? You know, it was just, uh, it was brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, but Geezer Butler, I would have to say, Chris Squire from Yes, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's just what I love. Steve Harris, of course, from Iron Maiden. So, yeah, it's just a... A, a myriad of just uh, phenomenal bass players, really. Uh, when you started playing, did you start wanting to imitate these styles? Like, did you pick up the bass and start doing the point you know, the kind people. of guy thing? You know, <laughs> bass gun. It's so, so identifiable gun. with him. And I've uh-huh. heard other musicians, you know, famous musicians, when they come to see Maiden, they said, I can't wait to see Harris raise that bass up and, and do that kind of gunning down, that machine mm-hmm. gun thing. It's, yeah, I mean, he did it and uh, Lemmy did it as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, that was that was something that you did. You imitated your your heroes. And I think that I still kind of imitate uh, Cliff Burton quite a bit in terms of like my stage clothes. You know, I have my bell bottom jeans. You know, that's, <laughs> that's just kind cool. of what I like, you know, and it was just right. uh, I don't know. Cliff was always cool. So I guess I kind of impersonated him quite a bit. And I take a lot of that with me uh, on the stage as well. Uh, I like playing live. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a big, like, I love going into the studio with the guys, of course, but uh, my, my main thing is live. And, uh, you know, Cliff Burton for me was just the epitome of uh, the live bass player. He was just phenomenal on stage. Oh, like, yeah. just this mat of hair. And it's just great. <laughs> <You're right. Yeah. laughs> well, speaking of live and, and, and Cliff and any of these influences, um, have you ever met any of your musical heroes, you know, and, and who, who have you met and, and what was that like? Hmm. Musical heroes. Yeah. Well, like you've been on tour, you go out and play, you're bound to play with other groups or have there been those times where you've had those fanboy moments? Like, cause we're all fans of, of someone, you know? Yeah. I remember I met uh, Twiggy Ramirez one time uh, at a, at a festival. Marilyn Manson was playing and I was just like, Holy shit, that's Twiggy Ramirez over there. So I went to go shake his hand, but he wasn't as nice as, uh, <laughs> 
I was hoping for, you know, it was just like, uh, he gave always me run like that the, risk. Gave me the dead floppy fish handshake. And I was like, no, oh, man. But, you know, I, I've met some, um, you know, some, some pretty cool uh, musicians over the years and it's, it's hard to pick anyone really. I mean, um, it's just been fun. Um, yeah. Like when you're playing the festival circuit in, in Europe, you know, there's, there's loads of musicians uh, in the backstage area and you're just seeing like, you know, you know, I sat down at, uh, I think it was Bang Your Head. You know, I was eating supper and I was sat next to uh, Tony Dolan from Venom. And nice. I was like, hey, you're playing in Venom. He's like, yeah. I was like, right on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, I didn't really do the fanboy thing. I tried to avoid that. You know, it's really mm-hmm. ever, right. ever since the Twiggy Ramirez thing, you know, I kind of put that <laughs> off. <laughs> so, <laughs> those could really be make or break moments, you know, yeah, you right. a couple <laughs> seconds to, to say something to somebody and yeah, their reaction can, can change everything, you know? Yeah. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've had those good moments and a few of us have had bad moments like that. <laughs> it uh, doesn't stick. doesn't uh-huh. leave, man. It, it stays with you, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. How about you, Christian? Uh, yeah, I've had a, uh, a couple of those. Uh, I remember uh, this must have been in early 2000. I met uh, uh, Jeff Waters. On, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, fucking annihilator, man. You're right. Uh, met, him, met him at a festival and uh, I just, you know, I saw him walking there and I just, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of his, of course. So I walked up to him and just said like, hey, man, you're a, you're a big influence on me. You know, I, I love your playing. And he was like super nice. He started asking me questions, you know, hey, man, well, thanks, man. What, are you playing tonight or what are you blah, blah, blah? You know, which band are you in? And I was like, yeah, I'm in, I was in Therion then. So I was like, yeah, playing with Therion okay. over on that stage in about, you know, three hours. And he was like, I'm going to check you out, man. And I was like, yeah, really? Uh, I didn't, I didn't, you know, <laughs> believe him. Like, you know, 10 minutes before we were going on, you know, we were in our trailer and uh, who popped in, you know, like opened the door. It's like, Jeff Waters, and he's like, who's like, there's that guy. I'm going to check you out, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, yeah, man. So I went up on stage, and he's just stood there, like, stage left where I was in, like, almost wow. the whole gig, you know, just digging. Wow. Yeah. And of course, That's maybe you are as hell, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I was going to ask. I'm like, did I put, like, extra pressure? Like, holy shit, I got to play while now. Yeah, man, totally, totally. Yeah, and um, so that was cool. He was super nice. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, I met... Um, uh not briefly not really met and talked but uh peter Steele. oh wow played, uh, yeah and rest in peace you know love peter of course uh he played um they played grass pop and we also this was also with there and we played uh um we had we came off stage and they were just going on stage uh and so we lo- just sort of crossed you know and he just looked at i've never met the guy before and uh, I just looked at him. It's like, oh, cool. That's Peter Steele. And he looked at me and he was like, hey, man, how are you doing? And just, <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I think he thinks I'm Scott Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, that, was, uh, that was my uh, initial reaction because, you know, he wouldn't know who I, you know, was. So that was cool. You know, I got a right, yeah. hearing from him. It was awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You yeah, get the man. fun ones, man. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, the last one, I mean, I, I didn't have the guts to go up and say anything, but uh, we played in uh, Japan. Um, and then uh, Heaven and Hell played at the same festival. Uh, they were headlining uh, on the same day that we played. And uh, I saw Vinnie Apice, 
down came down to the you know the catering like small guy just but you know a legend of course right and, yes you know came in there and i was like oh holy shit <laughs> <laughs> and i was like should i say something i i, I didn't i didn't have the balls uh, oh bummer uh, yeah <laughs> missed moment yeah yeah I, I, yeah, that's great. I actually, I asked him, I sent him an email and invited him on the show as well. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard back. So if, if he does come on back, for us. I'll get a hold of you. Christian, <laughs> you have your chance to say hi. Yeah. Come on the show with us and say hi to him. Redemption. Uh, right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, you know, speaking of these European festivals, we don't get shit in the States. You know, we don't, when Ozfest was coming around, we had Monster World Series of Metal or Monsters of Rock. You know, they're occasional. We don't, we don't have the big European festivals that are yearly, you know, like, like you guys do. So what are mm -hmm. some of your favorite festivals, one, to either attend as a as a fan mm -hmm. uh, or two, to play at? Like, so do you have these great festival mm -hmm. memories other than like what you've mentioned? But when you're there, do you have time to enjoy these, uh, you know, as a fan? Yeah, I think that uh, actually with Sorcery, you know, we've actually had the luxury of being able to like, you know, fly in and uh, enjoy some of the stuff like the festivals as they are like we my first gig with the band was at metal days uh, in uh, slovenia and that's a brilliant festival i mean it's just a gorgeous uh, landscape and uh, it's really the whole town coming together and yeah you could watch a whole bunch of great bands uh, and we had a great gig that that gig so yeah it was just a lot of fun so you can you can sit down and and enjoy it uh, i know that we shared a a hotel with i think it was obituary which was kind of <laughs> cool yeah <laughs> which was which was really neat you know it was just like the floridian death metal legends you know i thought that was kind of cool and uh, <laughs> yeah then you had like the other guys from france igor or whatever they're called uh which is they do like really bizarre uh, it's like i-g-o-r-r-r-r -R -R -R. <laughs> but uh <laughs> nice dudes uh, so yeah you can enjoy the festivals i think that uh that was probably like one of my favorite festivals, uh, the Metal Days. It was a good, it's an important festival for me because it was my, like I said, first gig with the band and uh, it was just a beautiful way to start things. Thanks. Christian, how about you? Yeah, um, I mean, I've, I've played quite a few festivals. I've played, I mean, the big ones in, in Europe, I would say. I've played Wacken a bunch of times. I played uh, Grass Pop and uh, Sweden Rock in Sweden. And I mean, um, the big ones are fun because I mean, there's a lot of like famous people, you know, running around. Not that you really hang out or anything. Maybe you do sometimes, but I think my my uh, what I like most is like maybe the smaller festivals, you know, where you know you, yeah. can, you can still you can hang out and you can you know share a beer. It's not like this crazy security thing where everybody's uh, on their own, you know, in their own. It's like everybody meets in the food area, you know, and just grabs a beer, you know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, but uh, yeah, we have some cool festivals here for sure. Absolutely. Nice. nice. Along similar lines, like uh, we 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 love a good story on this show. Like good, whether it be uh, you know something that happened live during a show or interactions with fans or while you're you know on the road touring. Do you guys have any like great stories that? you like to retell, you know, something hilarious or bizarre, <laughs> something that you've told many times and it doesn't have to be PG, you know, we're all adults here. Yeah. <laughs> Lay it on us. Well, I'm <laughs> not. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Earmuffs for you then. I think uh, one of the, the funnier moments that we had was when Anders turned 50, uh, we were playing in Greece and uh, 
we hatched a plan to get like a fake, uh, you know, uh, walker. Walker. An inflatable walker. <laughs> and surprise him during the game. And then we sang happy birthday, you know. Oh, nice. Nice. We don't, we don't do a whole bunch of crazy stuff like that. Rock and roll excess is just not our style. But uh, we've had some great times in the backstage mm-hmm. areas. Funny times. So I don't know. Yeah. I'll leave Christian tell some funny stories. No, I'm not really a storyteller. Uh, sorry. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think about stuff. I mean, well, we've all done, you know, done stupid stuff when we're drunk. And stuff, but I'm, I'm trying to think. I remember a famous bass player. A f- famous, Yeah, he's famous. He's in a British band. I'm not going to say the band or who it is, of course. That, that okay. But he, uh, this was, yeah, also with Therion. And uh, he came into our tour bus and... Uh, he was uh, pretty drunk, obviously, and he, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm gonna have, you know, I'm planning on uh, having sex with this porn star. Yeah, I know he, he was planning on it, or he was just dreaming on it, whatever, you know. And uh, we were all like, mm, "Really? Okay." Ooh, well, that's interesting. And then it was like, "Yeah, you want to see my dick?" We're like, "No, we're good. We don't want to see your dick." And he was like, well, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> On the table. Ah, yes. That's where what do you think? What do you think, guys? Is, is it enough? <laughs> we were like, that's never going to make it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have those. I don't, I don't have those funny stories. Great story. Great story. Oh, oh my man. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, that, that's great. Um, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, ask, get into some of your albums. How did, how did you kind of get into this, this doom sound? But also dealing with all the spiritual and occult themes that you do. I mean, that's that's what attracts me as someone who's an ex-evangelical who spent his life in church, uh, you know, growing up, um, and then leaving it behind. Like, you know, these these are like sing to my soul. You know, the 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 songs about possession and demons. I just like I you know, and the creepy stuff. You have a couple of these tracks, like on Shadow and the Averted Cross. You got the craps or cra- um, tracks with this choir you know and this singing latin it's very creepy very effective mm-hmm. so i i just want to know like how did how did these uh these themes and and this doom sensibilities evolve uh, i think justin can answer the the lyrical part of it yeah i actually wrote uh, quite a fair bit on lamenting the innocent uh, you know it's the same thing uh, i come from canada uh, i was brought up in you know, a Catholic household for a while. Uh, so I just kind of uh, was an apostate, really. I left it behind me and just uh, wrote about it. So, I mean, a lot of that stuff's personal reflection. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's not much I can say about it. I just don't like the church. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't agree with what it stands for. And I think that uh, a lot of the lyrics are, are reflective. They're human. But uh, I try to use the church as the, uh, the sort of the metaphor for storytelling because it's the ultimate good and evil and it's the conundrum in itself that it's meant to be this great institution, but it's actually extremely poison and, and just ripe with like uh, fear mongering and tyranny. And yeah, it's for me, it's just a locking story. You can, you can write about that for ages. Yes. And I took a lot of influence from like uh, 
you know, the, the witch hunts from the European witch hunts and stuff like that. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, that's it just, I just read lots. I'm just a bookworm and yeah, that's how it comes out in my. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, it's just based off personal experience and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> but it's an interesting topic to, to get into. And a great fit for your music, the musical style yeah. <laughs> that you guys yeah. have. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. It's pretty doom, doomy. <laughs> it's pretty doomy. I, I, was, uh, I was just going to say, excuse me, I was just going to say, uh, speaking of Lamenting of the Innocent, uh, the one track I wanted to ask you guys about that uh, kind of introduced me to your music. I was like, who's this? You know, and, uh, it was uh, Deliverance. And mm. the first time I heard that song, I cried. It's just a beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, goosebumps everywhere. And what I wanted to ask is, how did you end up uh, getting together with Johan from uh, Candlemass? And how did that come about? Because that's a fantastic song and duet between Anders and Johan. Yeah, um, Anders actually um, knew uh, uh, Johan from way back. Uh, I, think, I think Anders was in a band with Johan's younger brother back when they were my, maybe like 14, 15, 16, around there. Uh, and then, so Johan was always around, you know, Anders had met him already back then, you know, but then I think Johan had already left Candlemas. I think he was uh, doing some other stuff. Uh, and then <coughs> they kept in contact over the years. And then uh, when this song came up, um, we, they uh, just got the idea, like maybe we should do a, a guest feature here and who would, who would be a great guest, you know? Yeah, I mean, and he, I think he came up with Johan's name pretty quickly, you know, because we all love Candlemas, of course. Um, and since they had their, uh, they they brought Johan back again, it would be a really good fit, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was it was easy, really easily done. And I don't know if you've seen it, but we have a we made a little documentary about the recording uh, of the album. It's on our YouTube uh, uh, page, uh, and it's a four-part documentary. You can see. Uh, I, I was there recording, you know, when Anders and Johan, when they heard the song for the first time and you can see them getting into it and, you know, it's awesome. I, I get goosebumps just looking at that, you know, oh, because it was, it was really a cool moment. And then, yeah, Johan laid down the vocal and that was it, you know. Yeah. The guy is a pro. Is uh, Quite a hell of a voice. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's a great song, great album. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I, I've got I've got a question. Um, I just I wanted to bring up and Justin had touched on uh, Sweden and, and how they've handled the pandemic. Um, my actual first exposure to you guys was during the Stream Bloody Stream concert. We here in the States, we don't get access to Wolf very often. And my wife and I are massive Wolf fans. So when we saw the stream was going to happen, bought tickets immediately not really anticipating anything from anyone else, to be honest. And we were floored with your performance. So I was curious on how that kind of got set up and kind of how shows are going in Sweden, you know, since, you know, every, every country seems to have their own regulations on how they handle their shows now. So I was just interested in that, like how the, how the stream got set up, um, how shows are happening currently in Bizarro world. Well, I think that Christian can answer that because he actually uh, did the bulk of the work on really making that come to fruition and come to life, really. Uh, yeah, um, it came up because, I mean, yeah, obviously we didn't have any gigs. Um, <coughs> we felt like we wanted to do something, you know. We, we did the last live show with, uh, that was, must have been 2020 in February, right? With Evergrade. We supported 29th Evergrade. of February, yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. 
And then it was like, you know, right after that, a couple of weeks later, it got, we got into lockdown, you know, it was like the mm. whole pandemic just exploded in, in Europe and the world. So we just did nothing there. And then we uh, said like, oh, we have to, you have to do something. So a stream, because a lot of, lots of band was, was uh, streaming uh, at that time, you know, mm. getting into the live stream. Uh, Calamass would do, was doing it. Uh, Catatonia was doing it and doing really well. So we were like, yeah, let's do a stream. Um, so we just asked some friends, you know, we were great friends with Wolf. Um, and then we looked around for uh, other bands and Justin uh, suggested his former band, Descend, killer band. Really happy they were on there. And then uh, we found uh, Lugnet, also sort of friends of ours. Um, and we did it at my workplace. I work at this place called Popskolan in the... Uh, okay outskirts of Stockholm. So we just set it up there. We have a nice stage with great lights and everything. And um, yeah, we just took it from there, you know, and decided on set times and everything. And everybody was so cool. It was like, a, it was actually, I mean, maybe behind the scenes was a lot of work, but uh, You're right. show day. Yeah, you know, but the actual show day, it was like a walk in the park. Everybody was doing their part, you know, shipping in, helping out. It just flowed, you know, it was so much fun. No yeah, stories. Really Bring that one on the road. That that's a tour that I would love to see in the states. Uh, that was a fantastic show. So yeah. we were happy to have uh, to to happen into that one because you know I think we found that on Facebook. You know, it's hit or miss and what you see with algorithms and whatnot. So happy that happy to have caught that show. It was awesome. And so how it, how is? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. I, I just think it was a great mix of uh, different right, styles yeah. and bands. You know, it was. Yeah, it's absolutely. one thing to have like uh, you know. If, you're gonna have a black metal stream or something like that. It's like four black metal bands. That gets tiring. <laughs> <laughs> right. so it's, it's nice right. to have some variation and just uh, different styles. And uh, I thought that that lineup was really, yeah, it, it was, was eclectic and it was nice. No, it was perfect. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. It was a good flawless kind of like, well, not flawless, but it was a good, uh, you know, a good mix. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it was interesting. That's the thing is, as like you said, it's it wasn't all. Everyone didn't sound the same. That's why, that's what kept, that, that's what would keep me in the club. You know, I yeah. was in my own home, which was great. The bathrooms were clean and the beer was much cheaper, <laughs> but still at the same time, uh, it was a fantastic show. It, it, we, that was a, that's the first time we've ever bought tickets to a stream. And I, I happened to be talking to people, you know, on Facebook, like through messenger that were watching the stream simultaneously. So, I mean, it wasn't the same as being at a live concert, but man, what a great fill in, you know, for, because shows still weren't happening here. So, I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. So how is Sweden now in terms of shows? Are, are, are venues, uh, are it's you guys playing more? Is it? Okay, excellent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's that's, that's <laughs> perfect. Did you guys yeah, just have a, a great numbers to get vaccinated? I mean, was it the program? Is everyone vaccinated? Is that how, how you got to normal? I mean, because there was a lot of politicization of the vaccine <clears throat> still going on. I mean, uh, it's... it's uh, I mean, Sweden, Sweden, uh, they've always been like, uh, I'm speaking as an outsider and as an immigrant as well. You know, Sweden has always had this kind of like, they're, they're not afraid of conflicts. They don't want to tre tread on people's toes. You know, it was more up to the individuals to get vaccinated and stuff like that. So, I mean, uh, and I think that when push came to shove, you know, people, yeah, of course you had this whole anti-vax movement and stuff like that, but I mean, people were taking it seriously and getting vaccinated mm. and taking social distancing measures and stuff like that. So it was, you know, it was all right, I think. So 
Yeah. And we're about, I think, uh, that... I think we're, we're on like something like 80% of uh, coverage now, right? Uh, 80% okay. vaccine, vaccination coverage, I think. Some, yeah. Something so, like that, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, right now it's going okay. But I mean, winter's coming up. Depends on if we get any more, <laughs> you know, mutations or whatever. <laughs> right. Or, you know, who knows? Right. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's great. I, I hope we get there soon. Yeah, must be you nice. Um, <laughs> right, because it's still ravaging parts of the country, and uh, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. So, um, well, what will you be doing during the winter? You know, like, what do you do on the off times? I know, Justin, we had talked about, you know, your, your job, um, but, like, what are your favorite things to do when you're not playing or recording? Thinking about playing and recording with Sportsman. Because <laughs> I miss those guys. We live we live in the same city, but it's just nice to, you know, see the guys and, you know, even right. when we're rehearsing and stuff like that. It's just this really chill, relaxed atmosphere. And I, I look forward to it. Uh, in my free time, I read a lot. Uh, write lyrics and poetry and stuff like that. And, yeah, just hang out. Yes. So are you guys able to tour? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead Christian. Uh, I was just going to say, are you guys able to tour then in, uh, in Sweden at least, or in Europe? Uh, <laughs> we got some stuff coming up. So, yeah. you know, we it's, got, uh, we have a few, we have a show in Poland, uh, in December. And uh, I think we have another one as well. I don't know if that's been announced, but we're going to do something else. But, uh, yeah. and then next year, hopefully if, if, you know, it stays the way it stays, we're going to have a, a bunch of shows, a bunch of cool shows coming up, festivals, yeah. and maybe a small tour or something. Great. Nice. But, um, yeah. Are you guys currently working on, uh, can you answer that, currently working on new material then, and next Sorcerer album we can expect soon? Or? Yeah. I think uh, we're, so we're constantly... No, but uh, <laughs> we're working on it. Absolutely. We're, 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 we're writing, for sure. Yeah. Great. We're, we're constantly writing and, and, and doing things, you know. So, I mean... Uh, Christian does a fantastic job. Like he mentioned the YouTube channel, you know, he's been piecing together videos and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he did all the editing for the, uh, the cover videos that we released. Did a fantastic job. So, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, Justin, I was just going to you know, talk to you guys about that. Those are fantastic covers Two gates of Babylon and one death calls. That was, yeah. uh, was that just, uh, is that something that's possibly going to be included on a, a release as well? Or is that uh, just <laughs> something that you just decide to do? Hey, we're just going to, Start kind of our tribute. Well, well, we don't want to give too much away, really. But I mean, that was just something that was like a tip of our hats to uh, our heroes, kind of thing. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's Black Sabbath and Rainbow. So, right, we we all enough said. Right on. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> big, big and powerful. So, yeah. Christian, I see yeah. back on your guitar head, uh, you've got a. It looks like a mask or some kind of a horror. Like yes. Thing. Can you? Can, let's, <laughs> let's, we're going to shift gears and go a little more into the horror stuff now. So, who who's on your guitar? Yeah, it was uh, a mask. I bought it. Uh, let's see, I bought it uh, two years ago, I think, just to scare the neighborhood kids. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what I did was uh, pre-pandemic, of course. You know, it was yeah. This must have been three years ago. Yeah. And um, I sit outside where I live in this quite populated area, you know, where people go by all the time. So uh, I just put on the, the mask and <clears throat> lots of clothes and just sat in my chair, you know, with a, <laughs> besides me, there was a huge bucket that said candy on it. You know? <laughs> and sat there with, uh, with this guy. 
<laughs> you know, like, sort of reminiscent of Eddie. Totally still, you know, like a doll, you know. And then you could see the kids come in looking at me like, is he for real or is it a doll? And then it's the candy next to me. And it's like, it's worth the risk, you know. They reach for the candy. You know? <laughs> and they piss themselves. <laughs> if their parents are around, do you, they would tell you to take a punch at you or anything? Like and they that? were laughing also. At okay. <laughs> yeah. well, that's, that's funny. That exact same thing happened to me when I was uh, young. Uh, Montag, with your sister, we went out trick-or-treating because we're the same age. And uh, I was like, maybe we were eight to 10 years old, maybe. And somebody pulled that same thing on us, you know, it looked like a stuffed, uh, uh, you know, decoration that jumped up at us. And I left her in the dust, man. There was, <laughs> she was a goner. <laughs> there was, she, she there was no dead. honor in that. In that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, at that age, there is no chivalry. It's survival. Ladies first. <laughs> Eco opportunity. Yeah. Um, so since Halloween is coming up, like what, do you have any special plans for Halloween? Any, any, anything that you'd like to do during this season? I just like to watch scary movies. So, yeah. It's not a big, it's not a big holiday here to go. It's starting to get bigger, which is nice. Uh, but uh, Christian's having his, uh, he has a, a party that he does at his place where we all dress up and, drink beers and he's he's really good at it so i mean uh <laughs> he's good at drinking beers or <laughs> no but he's, he's good at he's good at putting these this, this party together it's always fun so okay. i mean uh lots of what, credit goes to my wife there i have to say she she's really the, the mastermind behind this all this but yeah we're yeah. gonna have a party on saturday and i can reveal i'm turning 50 uh-huh. happy, yeah. happy birthday right. be, right. thank you very much thank you very much so it's a combination of a, like a Halloween party. The last one, like I said, was in 2018. So after the pan- since the pandemic, we haven't had one, but we're having it on Saturday yeah. and uh, inviting like, I think, 25, 30 people, some beer. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be fun. All right. Costumes? Definitely. Yeah. Costumes. Nice. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I- always, like, like Justin said, you know, uh, Halloween, ha- Halloween is not really big yet here but it, like i said it's come it's coming you know it's definitely my favorite favorite uh holiday for sure <clears throat> nice you know, yeah, i mean i used to love it and, yeah when i was living in canada i mean it was just the best time of year it was so much fun mm-hmm. uh even like the you know devil's night the night before where you went out and pranked everybody and right and stuff like that you know that was what i used to do i was just that shitty kid that went in tp <laughs> you know or you know we got these like you know the hostess cupcakes and we used to drive around and just, you know, throw them at people. <laughs> Throwing and cupcakes. Throw so them ca- at people. That's so Canadian. <laughs> yeah. And you would just see it explode like cream and chocolate. Or just, <laughs> I mean, um, instead yeah. of eggs, but, you know, cupcakes. Yeah, it's it's better than eggs. That's what yeah, we used to for do. Sure. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, they were a lot softer as well. Like, you know, yeah. if you're if you're driving in a car and you hug right. an egg at someone, it's it's like a <laughs> yeah. stone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, you know, that can hurt. <laughs> it breaks. Me. It breaks when it ricochets off their body. you know and i'm I'm not that big like yeah there was some you know it was probably not cool to throw cupcakes either but i mean uh, it was just something you did when you were you know a teenager nothing better to do in a small town and Mm -hmm. it was all in good fun sure i mean uh, we didn't we never went out to intentionally hurt people it was just more right yeah yeah, I'm 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 interested in asking what uh, 
what is your favorite kind of horror genre and maybe in your scariest movie of all time? Oh man, that is a hard, <laughs> hard question. Um, like for me, I know possession, they, they freak me out. That's the scariest kind for me. Um, possessions. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. That scares the hell out of me. <laughs> uh, but uh, like, you know, not so much like the gore hound stuff and everything like seen it, done it, seen it, you know, all that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, somehow with the possession ones, just really chill me. Freak me I mean, out. I loved, uh, you know, the early 80s science fiction horror movies, you know, uh, like The Thing, uh, Alien, stuff like that. You know, those films are just fantastic. And uh, mm -hmm. what, a, what a great, like, it's just a, you know, it's not just this run-of-the-mill serial killer running around and stabbing people. It was, right. There was more to it. Uh, it was more elaborate. Monsters uh, are always better. I love monsters too, man. Yeah. And I, I love like, you know, the old Romero, you know, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. Those movies, like zombie movies and stuff like that. Like they were just fantastic. And uh, I think the one movie that scared the hell out of me, <clears throat> it was a Jason movie. And I'll never forget it. I, I can't remember which of the many, the plethora of Jason films that there are. Uh, it was the one where, you know, the campers are sleeping in the, in the tents and he picks up the sleeping bag and smashes the camper <laughs> against the tree. <laughs> that, scared the that scared the absolute hell out of me. I remember I was, I was just like a, you know, a kid and I was waking up and my dad was watching it and uh, I saw that and it gave me nightmares. Oh, <laughs> You've never slept in a sleeping bag or tent to this day. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Christian, how about you? I see the Alien 3 poster in the back. So what yeah. the, what are your what are some of your favorite horror movies? I mean, Alien for sure. I mean, not not the three nice. actually. I have uh, one over there and two over there, you know. And then the, yeah, but it's for me, it's Alien. That's my favorite movie, like probably of all time. Um, and that also one of those who's <laughs> scary, you know the 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 stomach scene with uh, Kane, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I, I was uh, at my friend's house, uh, and his brother had it. You know, he was a bit older. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to show you this cool thing. Come on, it's a movie. Like, oh, what kind of movie is it? Yeah, nothing bad. Just watch, watch, watch this scene. It was like, holy shit. It was like, yeah, freak me out. You know, uh, the, the chest burster scene. Yeah. Um, and th th so that, that was one. And also later it was actually The Ring, the American version of The Ring. Okay. Mm. I was really freaked out by that one. Uh, something about it that would just... Ugh, really creepy i saw it again now like a, a, year, a year ago or something it wasn't not the same at all it was like oh i still like that movie but uh, yeah. when i saw it yeah. in the movies it was like me and my girlfriend at the time my wife now but we were like the only two in this huge cinema and it was like on the huge screen it's like <laughs> ooh, that was uh yeah it was intense <laughs> have you seen the japanese version have you seen ringo uh i haven't no okay better or better I, th I think it's yes. better yeah it's it's uh, too often asian or uh, foreign fo horror films come to america and they get dumbed down yeah. because of uh, the amount of money that goes into an american production the hollywood producers can't afford to lose money so they dumb things down so that nobody misses something yeah. and uh it's sometimes it's insulting so i try to seek out the original you know yeah. but i think it's creepier for sure but yeah. those last five minutes <laughs> on both versions are just some of the scariest stuff you'll ever see you know when the tv comes on you yeah. know it starts crawling out i'm like oh fuck yeah. man <laughs> <laughs> you know but here's a, here's something the first time i watched ringu 
uh, there's the scene in the beginning, you know, where the girls are talking and then they get the phone call, you know, and then they hear, you know, they watch the tape and then the phone call and how they're going to die, you know, and I'm like, watch this, like, oh shit. And as soon as that scene was over, like they showed the videotape because so then the viewers pulled in, my phone rang. <laughs> and I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck! And I'm like, uh, I was like, I, I, I didn't know whether to answer to that. I was like, oh shit, I got a week to live, you know. <laughs> I, I never had that before. I'm like, that that was was perfect timing. Awesome. Seven so, days, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure there are some people who are sad that it, I, I didn't perish. And I mean, I have to admit as well, like that scene in the American version. Uh, where it's the two girls stalking and then like uh, when it cuts to her like in the closet and it yeah. makes that yeah it's like a jump scare yeah <clears throat> gets me every time it's just a weird <laughs> uh, just a uncomfortable like the the look of the yeah. dead you know girl and yeah. uh, it's just a that's a creepy chill factor right there that's just for me it gets me every time oh yeah as as fans in america as horror fans in america there's not a lot of really good horror coming out of the states it's a lot of remakes and a lot of torture porn it's not entertaining yeah to right. see torture porn you know the first saw was great because it was more of a psychological but by the time saw three came around it's like no, that's just too much mm-hmm. um but I, I i've been a huge fan of of european horror you know there's a lot of great stuff coming out of sweden um maybe you could kind of give me some ideas about what's coming out that i haven't you know, that we may not have seen in the States. Are there any particular movies that sent out to you um, that, that you say, oh yeah, this well, is pretty exciting. There was one that's got, that got remade in the States. Uh, let the right one in. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, the original is great. So it is uh, fantastic. So, I mean, uh, it's got that vibe that, I mean, you can do it. It's like, uh, <clears throat> You can do a remake and, and Americanize it, sure, but you're never going to get that vibe, that Swedish vibe. No, it's uh, not a bad, it's not a bad remake though, but it's not the same. No. Well, I mean, it's I like uh, it's like the uh, the Stig Larsson series, you know, uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo and stuff like that. Like, right. Yeah. There's certain things that are happening in those movies uh, within the Swedish society that's just too hard to explain uh, to an American audience, like especially like. Uh, I'm only digressing on this because uh, a lot of people like those movies, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, but there's like the, the second film. It's just a, oh, sorry, the third film. It's a court. It's the Swedish court. And it's not the same as the American one. I mean, right. And, and doing an entire movie based on that would just be totally lost for an American audience. So, I mean, uh, there's a few really cool movies that have come out, but uh, Let the Right One In is quite possibly one of my more favorites it's just a it's a really nice build-up of that film and uh the acting is really good and uh it's just creepy it's, it's stark too i love the outdoor scene it's beautiful it's stark and, yeah. and that's why like and i i enjoy growing up as a child of the 70s watching films that had a slow burn quality to that kind of build up organically i appreciate <clears> that. i really enjoy the journey you know yeah. i don't have to have a head flying off in the first five minutes. Of full like, no, you know, that, that's, I'd rather have it not. You know, build up to something because the relationship between those two characters—that's what sells the movie. You yeah. know, and that's yeah. it's it's that's what makes it powerful and great. I was I was actually living in the area where it was filmed. Uh, the outdoor scenes uh, it was filmed just outside of my flat, and I can remember nice. walking by because they, they sprayed the grass with snow, so it was fake snow. Uh, and then they had like all this blood 
And I remember walking, <laughs> walking home. And I was just like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> There's blood everywhere. What happened? It's that scene in the park where she attacks the guy. Yep. Uh, from the bridge, jumps on him. And, yep. Yeah. So that, that bridge is just outside of my, my flat. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. So it was kind of cool. I have a picture of it somewhere. Uh, of course, you know, being the, uh, the new the new guy in Sweden, you know, that was like my first year here when they were filming that. And uh, I had to take a picture. So Yeah. Excellent. Christian, like oh, sorry. Sorry, Justin. No, that's fine. Christian, what yeah. uh, what is, of some of your other like some of your favorite Swedish horror movies? Oh, I, I don't know many Swedish uh, horror movies. Sorry, uh, the one Justin uh, mentioned was probably the only one I can think of. Uh, well, yeah, this horror. Uh, then how about horror in general? Other than that, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, you, you've seen all of them, I think. Yes. But you, you asked before about uh, yeah, the genres. Alien. Yeah, I mean genres. I, I think. I'm, I love the possession movies. I love the sci-fi horror, but I, lo- I always love, uh, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that type of stuff. But not, I'm not a huge fan of the Saw and the torture porn, like you mentioned. I, I'm, that gets old really quickly. It's not fun, you know. But um, I've seen some cool ones. I mean, the French have made some disturbing ones. I mean, uh, the Ir- Irreversible, you know the one? It's a film backwards. It's about like a, a rape, pretty much. Oh, it's oh, terrible. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I think I have saw that. Oh, it's so hard to watch. It, yes. it's, it's disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, oh, yeah. Very. Uh, yeah, that's scary. And also, I saw, uh, I think, from uh, maybe Argentina or Chile. It's called uh, Aterrados. It's like a, a supernatural, but like mo- monsters, pretty much, you know. It's called Aterrados. I can re- I recommend that one. That was really cool. I saw it on, I think, Net- Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise than that, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking to the side. I have a little list here of, of movies I really enjoy. I mean, I like The Conjuring movies, for instance. The, the, yeah. the early yeah. James Wan movies. You know, right. yeah. Love those. Uh, first two, you know, Insidious. I love that one, too. That was really yeah. cool. First one. Um, then uh, Event Horizon is a cool one. Yeah. Oh, that's a very that's cool a, one. Yeah. Underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. It's really spooky. Really spooky. Yeah. Very spooky, yeah. And then uh, one I, I saw, I was totally, you know, I didn't expect anything. It's called Don't Knock Twice. You know that one? I, I've seen it. I, I think it's on Netflix. It was on my list, but I've not seen it yet. Okay. That's a pretty cool one. It's like a witch story, you know? Okay. Hmm. Um, and uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. That's a cool hmm. one. like that one. Um, Possession movies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> one of the last cool ones was uh, Hereditary. I like that one. Oh, that was creepy. There were some pretty good scenes in that. <clears throat> I can't have my head out the window of a moving car ever again. No, <laughs> I don't think it was a good idea before watching the film. <laughs> but yeah. to each their own. But of yeah, course, you have I've, all the classics. We all know. I mean, of course, The Exorcist and Sh- The Shining, obviously, and that's, you know that sort of stuff. But, yeah. but like, yeah, it's, it's difficult to find a really uh, a lot of great ones. You know, it's mm-hmm. yeah. They uh, rely too quickly on either jump scares or the torture yeah. porn. It's right, right. What would be someone something that you would suggest that you've seen that you're uh, could recommend? Have you seen The Descent? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, there's a, I, I also like when a, a good horror can bring a comedy. 
element mm-hmm. to it as well. Not a lot of movies can do that effectively. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, the, like the like the Evil Dead. Um, I would say, uh, was it? Um, oh shit! It's not Sliver. Uh, what's the one with the worms? Oh, shit. Sounds like Sliver, actually. It's a Sliver. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Yeah, um, that was a good one. If you want, I don't know if you've seen uh, Midsommar. Yeah, Midsommar. Mm, yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. That's a you get that dark Wicker Man kind of thing. Mm. Um, the Witch. Is really good. I loved, I loved the witch. Yeah, that that you film did. is. I was so disappointed with that one. Sorry. I really no, thank no. you. I also Look. hate it. So yeah. let's hear it. Let's I don't. Hear it. Yeah, I feel better. <laughs> what what uh, what did you not like about it, Christian? Uh, first of all, it was not scary at all. You know, yes, I was like yes. just waiting for something to happen. I was like, <laughs> and at the end, it's the fucking goat. <laughs> like, oh. Living deliciously means floating above the forest naked. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought the the scoring was good. Uh, yeah. I thought that the build up was good. I like. I like when films are a bit slow, and uh, you're able to get uh, character development. Like it's, I'm watching right now, uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Yes, and I, I so really good. like it. Yeah, I really like. So I'm enjoying good. it, and I like that it's taking the time to build and swell and be just mm-hmm. it's leading to something and and while the witch yeah i mean the ending could have been a bit better mm-hmm. that could have been that was a bit like <laughs> all right but uh you know uh, i thought it was still pretty good uh the atmosphere. It, it had its moments yeah wow. it's, a, it's an atmospheric and the horror is it's very subtle because you see the witch. It's it's a very subtle. It's more psychological in a way at, at times. This this paranoia building up, this religious fervor, you know, and and um, yeah, I, I kind of like that about that. Uh, another one. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to just say what what the witch does, like because uh, you're watching it and you're thinking pretty much like they did back in those days. Like everything's happening to this girl. So you're naturally, as as the film's progressing, you're thinking, well, it's, it's got to be her. It's she's the witch. So that was what you would do in like Salem back in mm-hmm. the day. You would just point your finger at them and be like, she's a witch. Yeah. You know, burn them, burn them. Right. Yep. Or as Monty Python would say, she, she turned, turned me into a newt. Yeah, well, I got better. <laughs> yeah, <I got> better. <laughs> My yeah. wife's ancestor. Uh, was Cotton Mather, the guy who wrote the book on how to identify witches. Um, wow. Yeah, so I'd known that. Um, no, but it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's just, it's, that, it's a terrifying aspect of what happened in Europe and, and America um, for too much smaller scale. But, um, you know, it's, it's nice to see these themes kind of still being talked about and, and developed. Um, and so I, I like those as well. Um, as far as other horror films, I might suggest you've seen Train to Busan. Yes. Yeah, Fantastic. Like okay. I love there it. There we go. Yeah. 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 It's a lot more action, but the Korean horror stuff I've noticed is really, there's a lot of emotion involved. It's not just short horror. There's a lot of pathos because that takes its time to develop as well. And yeah. really care about these characters and right. what's going on in their lives, you know? Like The Wailing. The Wailing's another example. Fantastic film. Okay, uh, it's on my list. I haven't seen it yet. I'm definitely going to check out. <laughs> Good. Fantastic. I mean, that's like uh, the episode. I, I watched, uh, I stopped watching The Walking Dead after a while. I got kind of bored of it. Uh, but there was a few really good moments. And uh, when 
Steve Yoon was still in the the show with Glenn. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd read the uh, the graphic novel, so I knew his fate from the very beginning. Right. Uh, but I thought it was so brilliantly done. The thank you episode is called, uh, where you know they're standing on the dumpster, and uh, the guy turns around to Glenn and just says thank you, and then and falls. They fall into the the zombies. I thought it was so brilliantly filmed, brilliantly shot, just right. epic. And mm. while he's getting, while it looks like he's getting, you know, disemboweled and eviscerated, uh, you just, you feel for him. You're just like, no, you're, you, you've <laughs> built a relationship. You're invested. Right, right. And that was one thing that actually The Walking Dead used to be good at, was that they created characters that you were invested right. in. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, um, that's why I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And that was the best kind of horror, really, and that's why I kind of like The Witch as well, because it's it's people that are horrible. It's that's that's True. what's scary. It's like you don't need monsters or uh, <laughs> you know aliens. Like it's just terrifying to know that somebody can, like a human being, somebody your own neighbor could be just this nightmare. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what's creepy. Yeah, the monster within. Yep. Yeah, right. For sure. For sure. I'm uh, I'm disappointed that uh, no one mentioned Troll Two because it's the greatest film <laughs> ever. They're gonna, oh no! And then they're gonna eat me. Oh, Nilbach. No. <laughs> yes. welcome, welcome to Nilbach. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, such Nobody, a glorious You don't film. piss on hospitality. You don't piss on hospitality. Oh. Actually, one one movie that really scared the hell out of me when I was a kid was actually Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> yes, yes. Like that that troll under the bed that scene terrified me. You see that big troll. Like, <laughs> you know, you had Ernest, but you know it's Ernest. I mean. That was what uh, Super Soakers filled with milk saved the world, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely absurd. <laughs> Do you have any? Other uh, uh, recommendations for us? Or what's on all this is on your list, Christian? You had a list. You said what? Are, any other things on there that uh, uh, maybe some yeah. of us have seen? Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, mm, it's one called Honeymoon. I think it's it's Australian. It's not uh, really like super scary or any. It's just about uh, yeah, this couple just married, go in a honeymoon, and just strange things starts to happen to the girl. You know, and it's a bit supernatural. It's yeah, I really liked it. It was like I never heard. Of, I just read about it somewhere, just got it and watched it, and I was like, yeah, this is fucking cool. You know, I, I think was, I saw that, but it maybe under yeah. a different name. Okay, are they outside, like at a cabin, or like you go yeah. off under hunting? Yes, they're in a cabin. Yeah, yeah. In a cabin, and it's very slow, and it just, mm-hmm. just weird, just weird shit starts to happen. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, and she <laughs> goes out in the middle of the night, comes back. You know, like all you know, wet or something, blah. And it's like, what, what happens, you know? It's, right. Yeah, it's cool. mm-hmm. yeah, it's and good. also the one called um, uh, The Invitation. You seen that one? Invitation. Yeah, it's, it's with, uh, what's his name? Logan Marshall Green, I think, the actor. Yeah, that name sounds, that title sounds yeah. familiar. They, they, it's also not like super scary, but they, they, uh, they like a bunch of couples uh, go to this, uh, another couple's um, house and they're invited to dinner 
You know. Yes, yes, yeah. I have seen this one. <laughs> I have seen this one. Yes, huh? it, it's it's a psychological, right? Yes, it's like yeah. a psychological thriller. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. You know, it was. I would again. I didn't expect anything. You know, horror movies. You just check Netflix, and it's like, oh, whatever is this? You know, and you check Pitting it, and it's like. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. no, that this was cool. Nice there was twist. a lot of a lot of mind yeah. fucks in that yeah. one, yeah, in particular, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then there's also one called The Creep. Um, well, there's another one, Creep, which which is uh, on a subway, but it's not that this one. This is the other Creep. Uh, guy named Mark Duplass, Duplass, actor. You know yeah. that guy? Mm. You heard about him? He's got a, I think he's got a brother, Jay. Mark and Jay. They've done like a bunch of movies together. It's like super low budget. Like probably filmed on a like a you know camcorder or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's just about this guy who puts in an ad in the paper and he needs an assistant to film like his um, last last couple of weeks in life or something. You know, uh, that's the that's the start of the movie. And I think it's only like two people in the movie, and it's managed to get like fucking scary nice okay. <laughs> that is it's, i can recommend that one uh it's called yeah creep creep okay yeah i'll definitely check There's that also out now creep 2 i think i haven't seen that one yet but creep, <laughs> first one good one it's, always, it's always uh it's always a foreboding thing to see part two after a in a, in a horror movie <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> like ooh, like evil dead 2 it's like it's just the remake of the first one but funny <laughs> right we're yeah. gonna remake it and then go on a little bit further yeah yeah. Well, horror films are so notoriously cheap to make and they usually make a great return on their money you know yeah. um like saw didn't cost very much to make a couple million dollars but it raked in a couple hundred million you know so they're like yeah right. make more you know yeah, and all the paranormal the paranormal series i guess that oh, guy yeah. loaded now mm-hmm. they're just yeah. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. Printing money yeah, yeah. yeah. All those I really like some of the obscure stuff as well. There was one filmed in Canada called Pontypool that, yes! I, that I really enjoyed. Actually, it was a yeah. it was kind of a cool, unique concept on radio frequencies causing uh, zombies, yeah. and uh, huh. that was brilliant. I thought all from uh, the radio station, oh. the DJ yeah. talking. Yeah, that was a great. Exactly. Yeah, Chop Chop and I have seen that. Yeah, we uh, we we Love it. get together before the pandemic. We would get together regularly and have these day all day long movies and. And, and food and cigars. And we have seen all kinds of uh, horror. We've been horror fans since we were kids, you know? Yeah, Pony Pool is great fun. That was, like, yeah, it was just a fun movie. And there's actually, uh, you know, before The Walking Dead and everything, uh, I thought there was a really cool series that came out of the UK called The Dead Set, uh, which is just a phenomenal concept in itself. It's about, uh, you know, Big Brother. You know, like these Big Brother reality TV shows, and you've got all these people locked up in this house, and there's a zombie apocalypse outside, and it revolves around these people that are there, and they have no idea what's going on. It just keeps going, and like some of the characters, like the, the executive, he's like an, uh, I think he's an American, and he's just, he's so vile and disgusting, and he's locked in this room with like his assistant, and he's just this pig. So when he gets his come up and you know it's just like oh yeah you know tear them apart you know, <laughs> like and it just ends like i, I also love these movies that just they, they end uh on the more down notes like uh there is no hope like at the end of the, the remake for dawn of the dead which i thought was brilliant you know brilliant yeah 
they just they come to the island and it's it's kind of clipping in and then all of a sudden you see all the zombies running from this deserted island it's just like it's everywhere (laughs) you know like you're fucked yeah yeah Yeah. have either of you seen squid game nope on netflix just started watching that last night yeah (laughs) we watched three episodes last night right what do you think christian i think it's very cool i mean uh very violent but uh yeah i dig it you know my, my wife started watching it and i was like yeah like, this looks lame you know and then i just checked out a couple of the ep- episodes and then i was hooked you know mm-hmm. that was really cool i dig it yeah. i haven't seen the end yet so don't spoil it i won't i won't spoil a thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah we binged that over a couple days it was yeah. just easy to, to to binge you know yeah. like we're i'm doling out black or uh yeah black mass like one episode a night so at least i could you know, I want to sit and watch it all day, but yeah. like, no, no, I'm going to enjoy the journey. Yeah. That's the problem with Netflix is that you get a whole season as opposed to just like, right. One. Yeah. Right. And uh, it really takes away that longing for the next episode. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't uh, seen Squid Game and I'm, I'm not really buying into it right now. I'll, I'll see it when it kind of, if the hype cools down, like, yeah, I haven't seen, for example, like Game of Thrones. I, I've never seen a single episode, oh, okay. um, oh, you know, just like these kind of like big TV shows. It's just not my, I like the underground stuff. I like the hype. I like the, uh, of, you know, the hype of these like, you know, Romero films and stuff like that. I remember when zombie movies were like the most cliche, everybody hated them. And then the walking dead came and as everybody's like, mm-hmm. I'm a huge George Romero fan. It's like, yeah, no, you weren't. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, you weren't. Bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like you, Justin. I was reading the graphic novel or the comic books um, well before the series came on the TV, so I was excited for it. And what I really liked about that is that you know it was it was the same story, but then they also wove in another. And so I liked how they were kind of going back and forth to kind of keep it fresh for people like us who had read it. You didn't want to know everything that was going to happen, um, no. but I, it once Negan came in and how that was dealt with. And I don't know, it was season seven or eight when it went down. Carol, yeah, Carol was went from like a strong character who was teaching kids how to make knives and stuff to like the simpering weakling. I'm like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. what, what, what happened? happened here? And, yeah. and that's like, we stopped, you know, and then the, the season cliffhanger with uh, a second head bash and like, wait a minute. That no, no, fuck you. So we're. Yeah. I was done after that. Hey, now <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I, I really liked. Uh, I mean, my favorite book that I've ever read is uh, actually a horror novel, and it's uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It's my all-time favorite book. Mm. I've got, uh, I've got Frankie there. Oh, nice, oh, nice. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's my favorite, uh, my favorite book. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love in, uh, at least in the graphic novels, The Walking Dead, how, uh, you know, the, what, what's perceived to be the, uh, the protagonists, the humans that are not zombies. Right. Uh, they transcend and become the monsters themselves in the form of Negan and these like, you know, groups of uh, survivors that are just nasty and horrible mm-hmm. uh, and just totally exploiting the situation. I, I like that story, just like in Frankenstein where it's Victor, the, the doctor, you know, that transcends to the monster and it's the, yeah. the monster that transcends to being this, you know, you know, it's just this sim- something that you sympathize with, you empathize mm-hmm. with, with the monster. And yeah, I just, yeah. I love it. Well, that's a, that's a good segue into who is your favorite universal monster and why is it creature from the black lagoon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't no, like what honestly, they did with Frankenstein. 
Uh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But you know, Creature for the Black Lagoon is also just a classic. Love it. It's just, <laughs> nah, I just I just love the look of the monster. Right. Um, right. I love I love the feel of that 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 film. Yeah. It's just uh, I thought that that was one of the more scarier ones of the uh, the old classic Universal. Agree. As it was the more. I mean, you had Dracula, you had Frankenstein and stuff like that. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And, you know, those are books written. And I don't think that they did the literature justice uh, in, that, right. in that sense. Whereas The Creature from the Black Lagoon was uh, totally made by Universal as just a standalone horror right. concept. And I thought it was the better of the, the group. Yeah. yeah that toward the end of the era, right. too, in the 50s, they weren't doing much horror at the time. And no. it was shot in 3D, So, which I've never seen it in 3D, but I would like to. Be yeah. cool. Yeah. That Gilman outfit, I mean, for the time, that was <laughs> fantastic. I mean, that's just yeah. incredible. Still looks incredible, that suit today. Right. Yeah, it's just, a, and like I said, the monster looks just so cool. Yeah, that's, that's it's my favorite. It's like, that's why I said that. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, I mean, you, you're not wrong. That, that monster is totally <laughs> iconic. Uh, but I got, I got Frankenstein, this uh, the universal Frankenstein, because he's the most uh, easily recognizable. Right, fair mm-hmm. enough. So if I'm going to get a tattoo, there's no <laughs> pictures of Frankenstein's monster in the books. Right. So you have to have this concept in your head. Uh, I thought that the Frankenstein's monster in the Penny Dreadful series was brilliant. Uh, I love uh, that. Probably, yeah. probably the best adaptation of that monster. Great series. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just, uh, he was my favorite character, of course, because it's Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. But uh, I thought that that was the best Frankenstein's monster portrayal. Like Robert De Niro's was bad. That was, yeah. I was, that <laughs> did, was you, bad. did you like the hammer? Hollywood? Did you like the Hammer films with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Geez. You know, it's just, I love those old, just classic, you know, you, you know that they're cliched and you know that they're, you know, dated and stuff, but they're still great to watch mm-hmm. just to sit down and be like, oh, All right. mm-hmm. you want to kill some time, throw on some old Hammer Horror classics. It's just, it's oh. the, the gothic settings alone and stuff. Damn, it's right. yeah. Yeah, beautiful it's really sets. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's where I saw my first boobs as a kid. You know, so that, <laughs> that was exciting. very important. You know? very important. Right. That says um, a lot. Smile. <laughs> yeah. That says a lot. A montage in to watch uh, Christopher Lee and he's just boobies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's the mummy still scares me. You know, Christopher Lee uh, as the mummy when he's coming out of that swamp. It's just like, oh, fuck. Every time I see it, I'm like, I'm that, that, I'm that scared eight year old kid. You know, watching it every time, I still get the creeps, and uh, that's what I love about it. It's visceral. You know, yeah. even though I know I've seen it a hundred times, it never fails to impress. You know, it's just really great. There's um, something scary about like ancient evil getting reawakened. I don't know. They're like you know Lovecraft stuff or whatever. There's just something really creepy about this ancient you know timeless evil that's always lurking right. there is really scary yeah i think that the hp lovecraft like you had herbert west the re the reanimator uh, which was the adaptation uh at, well it's hp lovecraft basically stealing frankenstein right uh, right but it was his adaptation of that tale and uh yeah it was it was good the the movies are delightfully just cheesy and great. Stuff. Yeah, HP Lovecraft <laughs> films are always not that good, unfortunately. Yeah. That's a sad thing. But yeah. Maybe that'll change someday. There's soon. a fan-made version of the color out of space, which is really kind of awesome. I haven't watched that yet. I, I yeah. Think can, I think it's on Hulu or something. Or yeah, it was. Hulu, I think I saw it. I got I saw it on YouTube. 
um, really good. In a lot of ways, better than the Nick Cage version. That shouldn't be too surprising. Um, but but it's really faithful to the story in a lot of ways. Yeah. I used to teach Lovecraft in my in my English classes. I taught Lovecraft, and um, I had students come up to me who were fans of like Twilight. And they said, Mr. <laughs> uh, I know they said, I can never read Twilight again. I go, you're welcome. So I totally get it. Those, those classics are fantastic. You know, yeah, uh, watch those as a kid, like the universal stuff, the hammer stuff. Were you, were you into watching that when you were young as well? Christian? Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, no. Really, I don't think so. I'm not really familiar with that term. Actually, what what, what does it uh, entail? The Universal the uh, Universal is a movie studio that produced Dracula, Frankenstein, The Wolfman, you know, black and white, 1930s and 40s uh, classic, you know, monster films. And then Hammer was a British company that started making remakes of these in the 50s and 60s. And so these are these are studios like stuff that I grew up on as, as a kid. Like I saw Horror of Dracula with Peter Cushing. Christopher Lee when I was like four, you know, scared <laughs> the shit out of me. And, um, you know, I loved every minute of it. I was between that and watching like Godzilla and Gamera, you know, mm. Ultraman and stuff like that, you know, super oh, host. Yeah, it, was, it was darker. It was just like uh, more ambience and darker, bigger sets and way, way more just like uh, detail in, uh, in, in the set pieces. It was a really cool take actually on the Dracula. There's so many Dracula movies, but uh Mm-hmm. I think the I, I remember, great. I think the, the first Dracula I remember seeing was uh, Jack Palance. Oh. I think he played Dracula. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's, that's the only one I remember, you know, uh, from from way back when I was a kid. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the the Frankenstein Justin was talking about. Those are cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Not to be confused with uh, you know the Dracula where Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves are giving their best yeah. British. Accent. <laughs> yeah, Keanu Reeves was he was like a sore thumb. I mean, I like the guy. Um, Keanu, if you're listening, come on the show. But um yeah, but it's it's a beautiful looking film. You know, right. I, I like that aspect. And I I mean Tom Waits, you know, in there. I mean, there's a lot of great scenes and a lot of great yeah. movies. It's atmospheric and gorgeous to look yeah. at, you know. I mean, uh oh, what's his name? Gary his Oldman. Track. Gary Oldman, yeah. yeah. Gary Oldman. I mean that's oh, yeah. It, that's his best, uh, one of his best performances, I found. Uh, it's amazing. Great. And then so. if you ever watch the behind the scenes stuff, there was a scene where there he's in the bat, you know, makeup, the prosthetic. And he's talking to the director, but he's in his British accent. So he's got this bat. <laughs> so you want me to go over there? You know, I'm like, no, no, no. So out. Like I wanted him to be bad Dracula with yeah. this yeah. accent. And he's standing there <laughs> talking with as just this guy from england you know oh and uh it was just so so weird um but yeah those those films are like they're like the staple of my childhood you know i think for most of us uh growing up with these things and they they still continue to be entertaining there's a child it connects to the inner child you know that's that's what's great about it you know um so is that just part of kind of part of what drives or your creativity in any in any way shape or form this this horror do you see a connection between not to bring it all the way around but between horror and aspects of your music at all uh i mean lyrically yeah i think that uh, i wrote uh, for example age of the damned 
uh, I was trying to be quite graphic with the lyrics in that song. It's, there's a lot of stuff about, uh, you know, the torture methods that they used in, uh, you know, the that time during the, mm -hmm. the European witch craze, you know, like throwing throwing stones, like, you, you know, tying you up and weighing you down in water with stones and, yeah. uh, you know, pulling you apart on the rack, uh, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, I mean, you try to be as, uh, especially with stuff like that, that kind of content, you want to be kind of over the top. Right. And, and realistic. I mean, that's what really happened. That's, you know, and you'll see that. I'm not sure if you're into like H.G. Lewis, what well, they did a lot of those things in his movie, 2000 Maniacs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which they could see that, you know, the stones being you know, torn apart. You know, he was that father of American splatter cinema, you know, yeah. um, those films are funny. That's there's a funny, con you know, to the sense of humor. There's some, there's some humor in the torture. Yeah, a little bit. You, know, you, you can't watch Wizard of Gore and not laugh. You know, yeah. it's just so yes. ridiculous and over the top. You know, yeah, but that's the. I think that's the way it should be. Uh, that's like why I like, you know, uh, Brain Dead and uh, the Evil Dead series. You know, I just love the the amount of blood and yeah, uh, just the the over the top nature. But I mean, in terms of writing. Uh, at least uh, lyrically, uh, I don't think we can really go into like a, a crossover of horror with the music. Uh, the music sounds as it does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure, we can get some vibe, uh, some ambience from watching certain horror films, sure. yeah. uh, maybe incorporated a little bit into the music. But I think that uh, the lyrics are basically, uh, if anything, what I would take away from uh, the horror genre. Mm -hmm. And uh I, I like that concept. I just like to be graphic and um, yeah, just yeah. It, it makes things interesting. It's it's yeah. better than just kind of like, you know, singing the same chorus. Like uh, Age of the Dam, for example, it's just like, there's not really a, a same or a similar chorus or bridge in that song. It's just, there's a lot of text and uh, it's supposed to be descriptive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a uh, hammer of witches. I, I love that, you know, that chorus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's right in your that, face you know but it, yeah. it's not like like you said it's not the same as like all the other songs you know uh, bridges yeah. are different courses are different so but i really i love that course and I, I love the whole album so that was uh christian's idea actually uh, nice. the growling uh thing um, nice yeah great touch yeah because we were doing uh exercise the demon from uh, the inverted cross album oh. uh, live a few times Yes. And uh, I was playing the role of Satan and doing the growlings. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Christian wrote Witches. And then, you know, he has this, uh, I have the demo somewhere where he's doing the, uh, the burn mm -hmm. bit. And it yeah. just sounds so cool. Uh, I don't so. know about that, but uh, at least the idea is there. It sounds cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's it sounds awesome. And growling those growling those words in in uh, when I was recording with Christian, you know, it was a uh, little closet there. Jesus, it got hot, and I was just <laughs> literally screaming at the top of my lungs, <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, is it fucking over, Jesus?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. Uh, one thing I have to I have to mention: uh, we're talking about the connection between horror movies and and our music. I mean, I really pay a lot of attention to to the soundtracks. Of when I watch, uh, I mean, all movies, but yeah. especially horror movies, because there's sometimes, you know, like Justin was touching on, like getting the vibe of it, you know, and the music obviously has a lot to do with it. So uh, there's been numerous occasions where I've 
stolen a couple of notes here and there and just like a little theme or something. It's like, holy shit, this is a really cool, sets a really cool vibe or a cool atmosphere, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to borrow that. And mm -hmm. yeah. use in, in one of our songs, and maybe as an intro, whatever, something, just two notes, three notes, you know. And it, it really works. It sets up a mood, you know. That's the yeah. whole point. Yeah. As long as they're not Disney notes. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let it go. Let it's it go. Horror. <laughs> Color right. Dis the wind. Yeah, you know. Disney's the first, uh, you know, the first company that comes in like, whoa, 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 you can't play that chord progression. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. evil. It's right. coming back from the dead to, to sue you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a horror movie right there. Walt Disney. Yeah. There it yes. is. Yeah. Walt Disney. Space, space Nazi. That's right. <laughs> but I think that, uh, like, like Christian said as well, like, uh, I think that that's one thing that's actually criminally underrated uh, in terms of uh, the horror movie genre. Like, if you're listening or if you're watching the movie Alien, you know, there's this uh, sort of the way that they scored that film was brilliant because before you actually see the xenomorph for the alien for the first time, Throughout the entirety of the film, there's like a low frequent hum. Uh, and you're, it, it was so well done because you're used to that sound. And then maybe about 15 seconds before you actually see the xenomorph, they stop with that hum. Oh. And you get awkward. You're just like, there's something that I was hearing, but now it's just weird. What's going on? And then it, you know, the jump scare. And uh -huh. it's just so effective. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that's just a brilliant use of uh, scoring and uh, just the, you know the back this the small nuances in the in the music you know it's just yeah uh, it's great it's a it's a great soundtrack it's one of the few i have um it's brilliant i put it on when i write because i like having something that's background and and uh it's it's dissonant and um it's got some great sound effects that and uh, also like the the soundtrack for the movie ravenous not sure if either of you have seen that from seen that. yeah great score by michael nyman and and uh, david or uh, and albarn just yeah, great stuff um, with that. So that's that's awesome. Um, well, guys, do you have any more questions? I don't want to keep them all night. Uh, we could talk horror for hours, but <laughs> I, I really want to respect your time. And we're, we're here at your, uh, you know, for you guys. So I mean, uh, if there's anything? Sure. Yeah, uh, being musicians and obviously music fans. Do either of you have that coveted record, be it a CD, cassette, uh, you know, vinyl, every, all, all musicians have that one thing. What's your number one desert island release? Ooh. Wow. Uh, That's such a difficult question. <laughs> you got to own it, too. It's got to be in your home right now. <laughs> I have, actually, uh, it's not metal. It's not a, it's not a heavy metal record. Uh, Fair enough. My my go-to record and the one record I can listen to, I have it on vinyl, I have it on CD, I have it on cassette, is actually Pink Floyd's Animals. Excellent. My Very favorite uh, favorite album, number one. Nice. So I could I can never get tired. So Desert Island, if there's a right. if there's electricity on said Desert Island <laughs> where I can play it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's always uh, that's that's the given. Solar yeah, powered yeah. record players. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's my that's my go-to. Uh, record excellent yeah. christian is searching his collection yeah the pressure is on um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I i really don't know how to answer it actually because uh, uh, you know if we were on this island and if i would listen to this album like you know a hundred times i would get bored mm -hmm. of it. 
So I'm trying to think like something I couldn't get bored of. And it's, uh, I have an album. Um, it would probably be something really fucking mellow, like either Keith Jarrett, maybe. I love his Vienna, con uh, Vienna concert. You know, piano player, you guys know. Yeah. Keith Jarrett? Yeah. Something like that. Or there, I have this record called, uh, it's, it's by a choir ensemble called uh, the Hilliard Ensemble. It's like uh, four English guys. Uh, and there's just singing like old choir works from okay. like 14, 1500 century, uh, 15th century. Yeah. And um, it's called, uh, that album I have is called Officium. I have it on CD somewhere. I couldn't find it right now. Otherwise I would have you know, shown it to Adam. I have to look for it. But uh, that's that's an awesome album. Uh, always when I feel like, you know, down or something's wrong, you know, I could put that mm -hmm. on and just like sort of restart myself. It's okay. That's great. Yeah. If it, there's always this preconception that, oh, you're a metal band. Well, the record's going to be a metal record. Yeah. And as a musician, I assume that, you know, everyone's you got to have an open mind. Or, you, or else you might overlook an influence or something, you know, you can draw from. So that's it's interesting to hear, you know, obviously two very different sounding records uh, come from each of you. So that was that was yeah. excellent answers there. Yeah, really cool. And if we're going to tie it into the whole horror genre, I have to say that's another go to record would be uh, Nick Cave's Murder Ballads. OK, that's just a, I love that record. That's if you want to if you want to listen to some terrifying, just really kind of accurate storytelling uh i don't know if you guys are familiar with nick cave and the bad seeds and uh yes that record particularly the murder <laughs> ballads which is basically songs about people getting murdered that's it <laughs> Fair uh, enough. It's, just, uh, it's, it's all in the description <laughs> it's it's just this really dark uh album like when i i remember listening to it the first time and i was just like I'm absolutely drained i can't believe i've just listened to this i feel right. like, <laughs> i feel like i've gone mad and it's just uh, but it's, you had it's to a take a shower. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to wash the the dirt away. You know, just yeah. like, <laughs> am I am I all right? Am I sane for even liking right. this? <laughs> right, right, right. You know. Let me ask you guys then: What would be your uh, Desert Island uh, horror movie? Ooh. I'll start. It's it is Troll Two. No shit. Huh. My favorite movie, man. <laughs> it's so terrible. I love it. It's got a special place. That one I have to see. Every year, have to see it at least once a year. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, not to be pandery because I actually thought about this before the show, but uh, in, in the Alien uh, <laughs> world, uh, the second one, Aliens, I absolutely love that. I love that movie. Yeah, I've too, watched. Man. Yeah, one of my all-time favorite movies. My God, we watched, we watched that a million master. times when we were, yeah. uh, when we were younger. But yeah, with the, the space marines are so badass. Yes, yeah, man. Game X over, Hudson. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. Here's, here's the golden question for the two aliens fans because I love that film as well. Is it Drake? We are leaving, or Marines? We are leaving. It's oh. Drake. 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 Yeah. Okay, I'll go with Christian. I'll say. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm always I was leaning in that direction too. So yeah, Drake. I've I know heard it. Yeah. I know it because uh, we I, are I'm leaving. On, yeah, I was on mm -hmm. the. Uh, I'm on the uh, uh, Alien fan page on uh, Facebook. One of the nice. guys there, uh, because this question came up a lot. One of the guys on there uh, took it, took it upon himself to ask um, Michael Bean, you know Hicks. He uh, sent a message to him like, you, know, you can do that. Uh, he has some 
thing you can contact him so he okay. uh, did that and then uh, Hicks Michael Bean um, answered yeah. he's like yeah thank you very much for being a fan you know uh, you know, seemed like a totally super nice guy you know and this question yeah I can't remember myself so uh, I gave a call to uh, Mark Rolston who played uh, Drake and he said like I'm really sure I'm 100% positive that is Drake we're leaving <laughs> So there we have excellent. it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Settled. Yep. Yeah, settled. <laughs> I I actually w- met uh, Drake and Vasquez. Um, yeah, the I was at Chiller nice. uh, Chiller in um, maybe 2010, 2012 in New Jersey. As I was there to meet the suit actors who were in the Godzilla films, Haru Nakajima, Ken Satsuma, and Tom Kitagawa. And um, so that f- we were there Saturday night. Saturday night, the Smithereens were playing for free free concert i'm like well fuck i'm gonna see the smithereens so i'm sitting there um and then my friend who was with me he's like hey the dudes from aliens are behind us i'm like really? <laughs> i turn around there's drake and there's vasquez i'm like oh awesome. and drake's like smithereens man i'm like yes <laughs> yeah you know yeah so awesome. I, I i didn't have the courage just say can i get a picture i'd be mean, during the middle of the concert you know and i thought i'll wait till it's over but when it was over they were gone i'm like oh just missed them oh, <laughs> <No. laughs> there's my moment of almost greatness <laughs> hey vasquez you ever been mistaken for a man i know <laughs> yeah, I wanted to smell of you yeah i wonder yeah i wonder if it me a smack across the face uh-huh. right yeah what do you say chop so you say top top what's your what's your favorite or your desert island film my horror movie uh yeah Yeah. i would i had to think about this for a minute because i my scariest film of all time to me is the exorcist still terrifies me to the day uh but desert island john carpenter's the thing the the exorcist he had said the exorcist yeah the thing well the thing the thing is brilliant yeah Yeah. still those effects the practicality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. has a test of time and carpenter's uh score in that is is Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, course, yeah. Ennio Marconi, brilliant score. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. lighting in that film is really yeah. good. Yeah. When they were right. strapped, strapped to the bench doing all the tests with the blood, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that guy transforms. My God, that was, <laughs> that was panic. Absolute <laughs> panic. Glorious. Yeah. And yeah. the head comes off and crawls away. You yeah. fucking yeah. kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> the spider head. Yeah. 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 All but those like true. Alien and The Shining was mentioned, and the thing like being trapped, being trapped and isolated with the yeah. monster is just yeah. a, there's a level of tension <laughs> there yeah. that is right. horrific. That's, that's also this human concept as well, where the humans transcend their kind of uh, inner beasts because now they're pointing mm-hmm. fingers at each other. It's like, well, you're yes. the monster. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, monster. right. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, and mine is Dawn of the Dead. Uh, yeah, Dawn of the Dead. I saw that when I was like 16 uh, and immediately came home and started writing the sequel. Uh, Feast of the Dead. Like, yes, I'm going to write a zombie book, you know? Uh, Yeah, that one hits all my buttons, you know, and I loved the slow moving zombies. I I just thought that would, that's great. Way better than the fast moving zombies um, for me anyway. And I just, I just kind of, really enjoy that but again we're stuck you got this closed in even though it's a shopping mall you're still closed in mm-hmm. and then still mm-hmm. the party turns on themselves uh, yeah i i just think it's a brilliantly made movie and has the helicopter the helicopter zombie 
Uh, yes. It's one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It comes off great. Um, right. And it has like some of the best gore effects that Tom Savini's ever done. I mean, it's like the litmus test for gore. Yep. When you have some a body being disemboweled, people go to Dawn of the Dead. Like that's the way to do it. You know, hmm. I remember you, Montag, when we were young, you had all like the Fangoria magazines and we would you would show me all the behind the scenes and how this effect was made and how this was done. And, you know, uh, scanners, how the guy's head got exploded. You know, in <laughs> scanners. And, yeah. it was it was really cool. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to do at the time. I was going to be a makeup artist because um, mm-hmm. I had done that for uh, a couple of the plays in our high school. <laughs> they were doing Death Trap and I, they wanted, you know, there's a garroting scene at the beginning or at the end of the first act. And so I made this garrot and filled it with blood. And so when the, they pulled it over the actor's neck, blood squirted out. And I, I was waiting for the audience. So I'm like waiting in the wings. Then I hear this screaming. I'm like, ah. Because <laughs> they weren't expecting this in a high school production, you know. But, and so I really loved doing the latex and stuff like that. But then when it got into it, I realized I can't draw for shit. So I couldn't sculpt. I'm like, I, I can't do any of this. As much as I wanted to, I, I was limited. I, I can't draw. So, you know, that kind of nipped that in the bud. So. Drawing, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. The practical oh, effects at a high school play. Like, that's yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they were, my original idea was having a bladder, like putting a prosthetic, a latex prosthetic filled with blood and like drawing and actually cutting the throat. And the teacher's like, no, we are not cutting that. <laughs> so that was the compromise. Maybe. But I wound some tubing through the, like the garage and, and painted it all black and then filled it with syringes and had cut slits in the tubing. So when you nice. fold it, it just opened up and just sprayed out. Yeah. That was good. That's brilliant. <laughs> good stuff. Oh, I have to oh. say that uh, my Desert Island movie for in terms of horror movies, also a zombie movie, uh, believe it or not. Uh, it would have to be 28 Days Later. Oh, oh that is a great okay. movie. Yeah. That is the that is the most, even though that Dawn of the Dead is an iconic film, I love Night of the Living Dead. Uh, I think that 28 Days Later is actually the most uh, realistic of the zombie movies where you have a medically engineered uh, virus that's, yeah. that's released. Uh, you know, maybe there's, there's probably conspiracy theorists today in, in this day and age right now thinking <laughs> right. about, you know, this current situation. Uh, but, I mean, it was the most plausible, realistic, and it's just absolutely terrifying. Like, right. I remember... I had it full blast. And when he goes to check the door on the car in the very beginning of the film and the, the car alarm goes off, that scared the <laughs> shit out of me. I literally jumped off the couch and was just like, whoa, that's, that frightened me. Uh, and then uh, the, the scene uh, where he goes to the church and they're all kind of like lumped over like this, but then he says, you know, father, and then, kind of like looking up at him and you see yeah. the bishop come in it's all messed up mm-hmm. it's just ah it's brilliant that, and they were the film. fast zombies too yeah, you know right. the really fast zombies yeah. that the added rage. a whole element of panic you know yeah i don't i don't like calling them necessarily zombies because they're technically not dead they're just transformed into this disfigured uh, rage virus mm-hmm. yeah yeah like world yeah. war z like world war z in a way there's yes. that right yeah content. oh what a disappointment that film was oh I was like, no. Well, I hadn't read the book. So I, I like the movie, but I'm sure if I, once I read the book, I'll be like, oh, because I know they couldn't do all of these things in one, one movie, but. Uh, they do end up in Canada at the end. So. 
Well, I guess the, the world's refuge, Canada. Everybody yeah. has to flee to Canada. The nicest yeah. country, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're all you're all welcome here, eh? <laughs> the Great White <laughs> North, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, yeah. Speaking about zombie movies, have you guys seen uh, Blood Red Skies? No, Blood Red Skies. No, mm-hmm. I think it's it's on one of the streaming services. I think it's uh, yeah, check it out, Blood Red Skies. Okay. Uh, it's yeah it's it's like uh it was made i think like during the pandemic or something it was uh, all kinds of adverse conditions but it's a really cool movie hmm. it's uh yeah i'm not gonna say anything just uh, check it out see what you think okay excellent oh, I, actually i, think go, I yeah. did see that christian I, I think i did see that and it's a, huh? it's a nice uh vampire movie so but yeah yeah i'll leave it at that but yeah that was okay. really cool man. yeah hmm. uh, it's more than maybe vampire than zombie but it's it's uh yeah like living dead things, yeah, that's really dead. cool. Yeah, I love it. And we can take... Oh, go ahead, Justin. I was just going to say, I'm guessing Christian, your your desert island movie has to be aliens. That that would be my guess. Yeah, it's it's alien or aliens. It's like they they fluctuate. You know, the first position. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, <laughs> like uh, Dreadbull said, you know, I, I've watched Aliens from the first, mo- you know, when it came out in '86. You know, like once a week at least. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Back then, was, oh, good. but Alien is Alien is more horror. Aliens is more action, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, otherwise, I mean, again, The Shining. It's you can't overlook that one. The Thing, which you mentioned, mm. you know, it's masterpiece. Um, and also Omen, I think, is mm. also fantastic. Yeah. The original. The yeah. Original. Yeah. Number one. Damien. Yes. Yeah, it's so it's full, really scary, you know. It's, yeah, it's all for you. That's right. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I go with Alien, but uh, some bunch of others are uh, lurking there close to the first spot as well. Sweet, that's yes. not a bad choice. Yeah, right. So I, I loved, yeah, this, that's why this Halloween is so much fun. I started doing the like horror movies every day, usually like celebrating the whole month for us. Anyway, usually, you know, because I'm not a big fan of Christmas. I don't care. Um, but Halloween and horror, it's like the time where it's everyone's kind of watching. It's on TV. It's on everywhere, you know, so it's easy, easy to access, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, it seems like we've all been influenced by the same kinds of movies. And, and I'm right there with you. Alien is a haunted house in space. And aliens is a roller coaster ride. You know, it's just wow. a very different experience. Um, you know, and and that uh, yeah, they're just just so much entertainment. The horror sci-fi blending, you know, like with the thing and um, Event Horizon. You know, those are all just super super films. Um, so that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I remember actually one film that we didn't actually talk about was this is also a serial killer film, but uh, the Cell. Do you guys remember that one? Oh yeah, that's yeah. a great movie. I've that's, a, that's a really good film, and it, what a great premise to go into the mind of a serial. Yeah, killer. right. So, that's yeah, what that's what made it good was going into the mind. It was it was real abstract and bizarre. Yeah, you know, not so scary, but like really yeah. uncomfortable. You know when the when the the glass thing comes down and segments the horse, like yeah, what a great scene, man! Like you can't forget shit like that. So no, what a great, uh, just an absolute underrated gem, I would say. Yeah, absolutely, the suspense yeah. thriller. Uh, yep. Have you, have you seen um, Portrait Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer? No, I haven't. It came out like early, late eighties, early nineties, um, with uh, oh, what's the actor's name? 
he was in he's the blue the blue guy in the Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in Walking Dead. Um, Merle. Oh, uh, Merle. Oh, <laughs> Merle. yeah, yeah, Merle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just Merle. Just <laughs> yeah. Merle. Um, right. Mary Poppins. That's and, right. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really it's horrific in the way that he, it's basically. I think it's based loosely on the life of Henry Lee Lucas, a, a yeah. serial killer. So um, it is terrifying in that regard because it's so almost like uh, it's almost like a documentary style in that mm-hmm. detachment makes it even more terrifying when you watch it because it's so matter of fact you know right and um it's it's like a discomfort like watching a clockwork orange makes you feel uncomfortable like okay that's i'm not going to be clean for a while you know um (laughs) that's that's what's it's really an effective movie yeah yeah i i I think i know the one that you're talking about actually uh he's very young in that film yes Mm -hmm. um yeah and that's also a thing like uh there's there's we have a director over here we were talking about earlier, like the European uh, horror movie, uh, you know, the burst from Scandinavia. And actually one of the most uh, kind of talked about just weirdest directors we have is uh, Lars von Trier. Uh, and that film Antichrist, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that. I know, I know of it. It's on my list. Yeah, that is a, uh, it's not a horror movie, but God damn, there's some pretty just, insane uh scenes in that movie where uh, i won't give it away because you haven't seen it but there's one scene in particular where i literally shot up off the couch in dismay and just totally disgusted and i was just like this isn't real like no way no way they just did that wow wow so yeah, i mean i've heard of that too note I, yourself I, I, See, gotta I watch it now yeah yeah right. <laughs> gotta watch it now and the bring out the seatbelts Mm-hmm. exactly that's that's one of those films as well as like it's so grotesque and it's so strange and bizarre it's like you watch it and you can't recommend it it's like <laughs> if i recommend this you know if somebody goes and watch it and they're like hey man what the what hell the fuck? <laughs> yeah, why'd you do that why, why'd you do that i can't sleep i'm seeing things oh wow <laughs> I jumped off my couch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's it's, okay. It's just a, a really dark and it's very depressing. Uh, but like mm. I said, there's some, uh, there's some absolutely grotesque scenes in that film. Mm. Right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give it a gander. Watch it. And be, beware. All right. That's <laughs> even better. I, I can't remember last time I jumped out of my seat. Maybe. <sighs> Like Exorcist Three, I think. Um, yeah, have you, have you seen... the Exorcist Three. Oh, yeah. where the <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yes, the hallway scene, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I remember that. I remember sitting back in my chair in the theater, like what? Yeah. <laughs> trying to escape from what was going on. Like that. That was really, <laughs> truly terrifying. Last but, time I jumped out of my seat was uh, the hallway scene in Resident Evil when the dogs jump through the windows. Every time, still today. For gamers, man, that that scene that that for a video game at the time that was still gets yes. me to this day. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, uh-huh. it, I know it's coming. And... I got hot coffee spilled on me because of that <laughs> on that scene. <laughs> my wife was sitting right behind me with a cup of coffee and spilled it right down my back when that happened. <laughs> she was watching me play. Yeah, that's even more. That's even more uh-huh. intense, man. It was already yeah, frightening. Now, right. it's, now yeah, it's now I'm burned. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, now you've got the feeling. Happened. 
Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, right. I was. I can uh, feel the hot breath on my bed. <laughs> I was playing that at a friend's house. Everyone was sleeping. It was like two thirty in the morning, and I'm playing that. It was. It was a scene in the room with the mirror, and then you'd go in there, and it's okay. Then you come back in, and, like, and then the, the liquor jumps through. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. remember holding yeah. my mouth. I didn't want to scream and wake him up. And my chest is just, the adrenaline is just crackling. I thought, I'm going to fucking die. My friends are going to find me in, in the morning because I'm dying because I won't scream for help. You know, yeah, that's that game, man. Oh, boy. That's a- the same thing with the uh, the Doom remake when they came out yeah. on the original Xbox. And that, mm-hmm. that so the scoring in that as well, like when you had the yeah. headphones on, you yeah. hear like, God help me. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Oh, and you're going through it like, uh, and I remember at the one point you're backing up. You're you're meant to back up because you're you're waiting for something to jump out at you. So you naturally are backing up, and then <laughs> right. the fucking door opens behind you, and you hear just this. Rah, and as soon as you turn around, like, yeah, <laughs> ah, <you> bastard. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole other level. Interactive yeah. or you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. video yeah. games. Like they did Silent a real Hill. good job. Silent Hill is creepy Silent. as hell. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Classic. That series, man. I played it with <laughs> like my Paris, friend. He was really good at remembering the maps. Like he's good at like, but he had no finger coordination. So I'm like playing. <laughs> right. I couldn't remember shit because I'm like, like, where's the guy? Where's the dead? <clears throat> and he's remembering. Okay, make a left here, turn right here. And I'm doing all that, but man, that game just fucks with your senses. It just one yeah. by one, your senses go away, and it is just utterly disturbing. And that's mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. I found so effective. In games like that, is when it could take away your sense of reality for a little bit and fuck with you. Um, that that's a truly beautifully designed game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Visceral terror, you feel that. You know, I quit playing them. I, I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> and that was doctor, I haven't played one of those in no ages. More. Yeah, <laughs> not recommended. <laughs> no, you know, after a certain age, you stop doing that. Right, right, right. <laughs> don't want to pee the pee your couch. Okay. Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, what any last questions for these guys before we let them take off? Should probably let them go, huh? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's coming up on two hours. This I know. Great. This has been such uh, <laughs> a great time. We thank you so very much. Yeah, thank you. And, um, thank we you hope you had an entertaining time with us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, thanks for having us. We I, I love talking about horror movies. So that's <laughs> great. Well, when your next album comes out, your next project, please let us know. Um, you're welcome back anytime that you want to come on, just to hang out. Uh, seriously, uh, you know we're not stalkers, but we <laughs> we'd love to have you back on. <laughs> you're welcome anytime. Yeah, cool. Thank you so much, great, guys. Thank you. And and yeah, hopefully, you. will the world will get to the point where we can see you guys come to the states. And uh, if you come play Cleveland, we definitely want to come see you. you know? Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be that would be, a, that would be a dream yeah. for us. That would be so cool. Uh, that would be awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can find Heavy Metal Horror on unsaneradio.com, listen to full episodes, or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. On Instagram, look for Montag Lewis, one word. Our brand new YouTube page, if you're watching, you're at it. Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You know someone who'd like our show? Tell them about us. And don't forget to follow Sorcerer on Facebook. Yes. And on Instagram. Fantastic. Well, we're going to do our outro. And please join us and join in with us when we do our Heavy Metal Horror. Bring the horns. You're welcome to come in. Oh, oh wait. Before we go, would it would it be too much to ask you to do a, like a little bumper for us? 
you know. No, like, no, no problem. Cool. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll just chime in on the count of three here, Christian. So, uh, one, two, three. Hey, everybody. This is Justin from Sorcerer. And Christian. And you guys are listening to and watching Heavy, Heavy Metal, Metal Thank you so much. Perfect. Guys. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> this is Montag, Master of Illusion. And Chop Top. Dreadbull. And Vic. All right, guys. And you've been listening to Heavy, heavy <laughs> this is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before. <laughs> <laughs>